You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM, your community radio station here in New York. I'm your host, John Tarleton, editor-in-chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. Uh, so uh, we're going to move on to our last segment uh, in, a, in a minute here. But once again, I want to encourage everybody who can do so uh, to be uh, to support this station. If it's been a while since you've uh, made a donation or if you've never made a donation, this would be a great time to do it. Uh, 212-209-2950. Again, that number is 212-209-2950. Or you can go to give a number to WBAI.org. Uh, when you do that, uh, you support uh, this show, of course, uh, and all the uh, voices from the community that we're able to bring on. You just heard from anti-corruption, uh, anti-money laundering expert um, Hector Oseguera, who's also involved in progressive politics over New Jersey. Earlier, earlier in this show, uh, we heard from uh, Jeff Purcell, the president of a UAW uh, local in Tappan, New York, that is on strike and picketing 24-7. Uh, he was speaking to us uh, right uh, from the picket line. Uh, so uh, in, in when you uh, give, you also support all the other programming on WBAI. Think of uh, the shows you enjoy listening to, other uh, news and public affairs shows uh, from uh, the morning show uh, that starts at, at 7 p.m. every morning, Democracy Now!, all the public affairs show uh, shows that come after that, the, uh, the uh, music and cultural uh, shows that this station airs tw- 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, WBA's got a, an amazing uh, menu of programs that you're able to enjoy, and it it all works uh, almost on an honor system. Enough of us have to make contributions to keep this station on the air. I'm proud to be a, a WBAI uh, buddy and, and chip in a, a little bit each month, and it's it's a it's a good feeling. I mean, I think a lot of people who listen to this station, uh, you know, believe in uh, progressive or socialist uh, politics, and that's really the backbone of that is a sense of community, a sense that we're all uh, in this uh, together and, and that um, as people, we can achieve great things uh, when we act collectively uh, as opposed to sort of the individualist ethos uh, that dominates our society. So you can stand up uh, for those values that you have uh, when you support this station, but when you call 212 209 uh, five zero, or you go online to give number two, uh, WBAI, uh, O R G. So we uh, thank you for the support. And, uh, again, if you haven't uh, given in a little while or you've never given, this would be a great time to do it. Uh, so we're going to, um, move on to our next segment. And w- once again, I do want to emphasize, uh, if you haven't voted in the WBAI elections, uh, the deadline for that, uh, is this Saturday. It's really important that we have enough people uh, vote in those elections. Uh, so in our final segment, we're going to talk about the student loan debt crisis. Uh, over 40 million Americans owe a total of more than $1.7 trillion in student loan debts. Uh, uh, many of those are people who come from uh, families that don't have much or any uh, generational wealth. That's why they took out the loans in the first place to try to get a higher education and improve uh, their lives. Uh, but for various reasons, it doesn't always work out and they end up uh, trapped in uh, 
decades of debt. And um, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the federal government uh, suspended uh, people's obligation to make monthly uh, uh, payments. Uh, it was more important for them to, uh, you know, to not necessarily uh, uh, be going to work amid the pandemic. And of course, we had uh, mass unemployment at the beginning of the pandemic. And, and that moratorium has stayed in place uh, for over uh, three years. And now it's uh, ending on October 1st on Saturday. And the independence, uh, Keating Zelinki has a fantastic story in our current issue uh, about this situation. It's called, uh, quote, you're told this is the way to be successful. Student loan debtors weigh options as pandemic debt payment moratorium expires on October 1st. Uh, Keating, welcome to the Independent News Hour. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so uh, we, we still have a few minutes here. Uh, this is a really a fantastic article. You, uh, you know, interviewed various debtors. Uh, can you uh, just uh, kind of summarize uh, as this uh, deadline approaches, uh, kind of what you're hearing from the various uh, debtors uh, you you spoke to, both about how the moratorium uh, has helped them in their lives and what the end of the moratorium uh, might mean for them. Yeah, um, I think for a lot of people, the moratorium um, was a big relief financially. Um, some people, like the one of the subjects of my story named Rachel, um, she was able to build financial wellness that she otherwise wouldn't have been able to um, if she had been making those federal loan payments um, the past three years. Um, so people like her and also like myself who graduated um, during the moratorium are kind of going in not even fully knowing um, what we're up against in terms of making potentially several hundred dollars worth of payments each month. Um, and there are other debtors who have been paying loans that have told me they're looking at cutting down their grocery bill and um, really tightening their belts um, this winter. Right. And some of the people you spoke with have made many tens of thousands of dollars in payments on their debts over the years, yet are more in debt than when they started because of the effect of uh, compound interest. Um, can you talk about some of these people that are in serious six-figure debt uh, despite yeah. uh, their best efforts? Yeah, there were a lot of people. Um, one woman who I spoke to um, took out for her undergraduate and graduate loan education combined, took out $110,000 worth of loans. But she currently, despite um, having made payments since she graduated um, close to 10 years ago, uh, her current debt is $256,000. Um, yeah. So her, uh, she was dealing with, I think she said 7.6 or 7.8 interest rates on her federal loans. Um, and I, I spoke with a lot of other people who are experiencing something similar where they haven't even been able to touch their principal loan balance. They've just been paying off interest. Um, and for those people, especially, there's a real hopelessness to um, that level of debt. Right. Now, uh, one group that's really taking the lead on this issue is uh, called uh, Strike Debt. Um, its origins come out of Occupy uh, Wall Street, and, and, and they've really scaled up over the years. They really uh, took a leading role in pressuring Biden to 
issue a, a limited uh, a debt uh, relief program that was overturned this su- summer by the right-wing Supreme Court. Uh, what is strike debt uh, telling people at this point? They call themselves a union of debtors. Uh, uh, what's their line at this point? Yeah, so um, strike debt or the debt collective um, they're at debtcollective.org um, is a union of debtors who are essentially looking to help people in whatever way possible. For some debtors, they recognize that that means um, striking completely and refusing to make payments either out of necessity because you literally can't afford to spend several hundred thousand dollars or several hundred dollars a month paying your loans off. Um, or if it's for political reasons. Um, but they also are, are really great about educating their members on the best way to, um, handle their debt without harming, um, their financial situation too badly in terms of like tanking their credit and things like that. They really are, are looking for, um, a, um, educated group of people and they have done, um, they recently released something called the student debt release tool, which is on their website. Um, and the goal of that tool is to give away for regular debtors to directly appeal to the department of education, um, and explain their situation and why they should have their loans completely forgiven or forgiven in part. Right. And, uh, last question here, uh, the people you spoke with, uh, where were they, where did they fall on the, uh, question of, of whether they would resume making lo- loan, uh, payments or not uh, starting next month? Yeah. So, um, in the article, um, that I wrote for the Indy, I mentioned that of the six debtors I spoke with, um, five of them are not planning on paying, um, whether that be um, well, I mean, all of them, the ones who don't plan on paying are unable um, to spend that amount of money each month um, without making very serious sacrifices to um, other necessities in their life, like food, um, clothes, health, things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So we'll have to leave it there. Uh, again, that uh, URL uh is uh, debtcollective.org. If you have student loan issues or you know someone who does, uh, that uh, group is doing tremendous work to try to help people. Uh, Keating Zelinke, uh thank you so much for joining us on the Independent News Hour this evening. Thank you.